Hello and happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. If my room looks a little bit different here for the people on YouTube, you're actually watching um, one of Ashley's uh, best friends, puppy. So there's three dogs here now, which is just, just for a night though. So um, whatever, but you know, we have a whole lot to get into for this episode. I you know, looked like for the first 34, 35 minutes, we were going to be partying it up on this podcast. It's going to bring some beers out, celebrate a series victory. The Rangers really had nothing. Um, and then, you know, everything else happened. We have a full game recap coming up for you all right after this drop. And we're going to get into every single thing that happened tonight. So stay tuned for that. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins Podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes, follow the show, Twitter, LNR, Swift Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Rangers 5, Penguins 3. And for a while, it did not look like this was going to be the case. I, I, I loved how the Penguins started this game. That first period, the Rangers had nothing for them. I mean, I figured they were going to come out with blood, but the Penguins were just suffocating them to death. It looked very similar to Game 6 in San Jose where, you know, the Sharks really had nothing that, that entire third period. The Penguins get that early goal. They probably should have had that uh, first one on that two-minute five-on-three. That was probably one of the worst five-on-threes I have ever seen in my life. I, I will fully say that. That was a absolutely disgusting two-man advantage power play. Uh, um, it took them basically a minute and a half to get a shot on net. I, I have no idea what that was. That's just, that's unacceptable for a team that's facing elimination. You have a chance to really jump out on them, you know, not even three minutes in, you got to do that. I I know the Penguins, they were able to get that goal from Jake Gensel, who continues to defy laws at this point. I mean, again, the fact that people were wanting to trade him after a couple of postseasons where he struggled, which was very small sample sizes, which compared to a regular season, which, which would be him struggling for two to two and a half weeks, um, to not score in the regular season, you know, pe- people people want to be dumb. That, that's that's their that's their prerogative. He was sensational again tonight. Penguins take that one nothing lead going into the second period. The Rangers start pushing a little bit, but then Crystal Tang makes it two nothing. I'm like, okay, they're halfway through the game. Just keep this up. The Rangers have nothing for them. That 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 was the reality situation. They were not pressuring the Penguins at all. And then the Jacob Truba situation was a new Crosby happens. And I'm going to give. My fairly, you know, try to be unbiased take here. In my opinion, you know, I, I don't like the hit. Um, it's it, it looks dirty when you look at it from multiple angles. I don't think Jacob Truba was intentionally trying to take Sidney Crosby out of the series, but you know what? That that was still a gross hit. And you know, right from that, boom, game changes, penguins lose. No, just a minute after he leaves the ice. I I kept saying to myself, Get out of the second period. Get out of the second period. You can take this 2-0 lead into the third and then maybe play some better defense. And that was not the case. Mike Sullivan made a very rare blunder in this series. He put Jeff Carter in that Sidney Crosby spot out on Fox scores. A couple minutes later, Rangers tie it 2-2. And then Carter goes back out there again 
for another shift with the Gensel, with Jake Gensel and Brian Rust, gets walked by Truba, which is just basically a bannable offense at this point. And boom, the Rangers take the lead. I know Jake Gensel was able to tie the game 12 seconds later. That was really nice. Um, but, you know, all, all of that could have been avoided. Well, you know, all of that probably would have been avoided if Sidney Crosby does not get cheap shot by Jacob Truba. You know, that's that's a play. If he's out for Friday's game and if he's potentially out for a Sunday game, if the series goes to Sunday, that is a play that can change a series. And it stinks because Sid was playing so well. These playoffs, hell, he was the best player in the playoffs. And of course, he gets he gets headshotted. And, you know, the biggest threat in my mind is, is a concussion just because He's had so many of them throughout his career, and you know, it's just it's robbed him of so many, you know, so many games and so many potential great moments. You know, this is a perfect what if story for the Penguins. You know, if, again, if Crosby probably does not get hurt there by Truba, I do think the Penguins win this game. I don't think they allow those two goals when they were pinned in the zone by 50 seconds by um, uh, Adam Fox in their in their top line, and then and the third goal with Jacob Truba when Carter was out there. Crosby makes those plays. He doesn't get walked by him, and Crosby's probably able to clear the puck on that first goal. I think the Penguins easily skate out to a 2-0 lead after the second period, and I think they probably win the game if he stays healthy. It just, you know, I know, understand that, that those are the breaks in sports at times. It's just, it's a very unfortunate situation. You know, again, I'm not really going to sit here and make excuses for the Penguins. You know, they have an opportunity to win that game with 25 minutes left. You can't let that get to you. I know the Rangers were really pushing, but you know, to allow three goals in that minute and that short amount of time and to play a little brain dead. You know, again, like that's just, that's, that's not good enough for the Penguins. And, you know, credit to them, you know, that you're, again, they were able to recover and Jake Gensel was able to score, but third period comes and they take that stupid penalty, Marcus Pedersen. And it looks like they're fully about to, to kill it, which is great. You know, you would have been five on five for the rest of the period. Philip Heedle has that shot right in front of Domingue. And it's like, you know, Louis got to make that save. You know, I think if Tristan's in net there, he, he probably does make that save. It was it was to his glove side. Uh, I know Louis. You know, he catches with his right hand. And you know, there were a couple goals tonight that I think Louis definitely would have wanted back. You know, the third goal when Truba uh, hit him uh, went five hole. He's way too deep in his crease. And again, that is the difference between a starting All Star caliber goaltender and Tristan Jari playing versus an AHL fringe NHL goaltender. I saw weirdos on social media today in my mentions in other people's mentions saying, well, you know, you got to start Deming even if Tristan Jari is, is not fully ready to go yet. And I'm like, bro, if Tristan is ready to go, I am putting him in this game a hundred times out of a hundred. Honestly, he potentially makes some of those saves. What we saw tonight, especially again, the, the, the third and the fourth goals, I 100% think Tristan stops. No, maybe the first goal. Maybe you know. Obviously, it's a, the blockers on the right hand. Maybe it's a bit different. The second one, he's not stopping. But I think those last two, he definitely is able. To, you know, to make a save there. Um, you know, he, he's getting closer. He took part in the morning skate today, which is just massive. Uh, I, I can't say enough how big that is. He's taking real NHL live shot, shots. If he's able to practice on Thursday, go through a full one, take some shots has the morning skate on Friday, there's the potential that he will be ready to go for that game, which will just be such a welcome development. I mean, obviously this game hinges on Sidney Crosby's health. I think Taylor Haas of DK Pittsburgh sports said that 
Um, she, he was seen walking out of the arena, did not really look to be banged up or anything too serious. I think Mike Sullivan did say he's being evaluated for an upper body injury. I think Mike DeFable also took a picture. Um, you know, he just looked, look, he was just walking out regularly. Didn't really notice a limp, but again, it's all upper body. Hopefully again, it is not a concussion. Hopefully it was mainly just precautionary and all that. And I didn't want him to go back in the, in the, in the, the game and potentially get, um, concussion like symptoms. But, um, that was, again, that was the loss that cost them this game. At the end of the day, you know, they, I think we're looking at hand, we are looking at handshakes right now. If he doesn't go down with about, you know, 25, 26 minutes left in this game, they were, the Penguins were absolutely dog walking the Rangers. They had nothing for him. They were getting no offensive zone time at 5v5. They were absolutely terrible. And then that injury happens and then all hell breaks loose. That's, that's what it comes down to. Um, if Sid's not ready to go on Friday and Tristan Jari's not ready to go on Friday, uh, this team might be up a creek. For the rest of the series, you know, I mean, we're kind of playing with house money right now anyway, because the Penguins have an opportunity to still close this out on Friday. But, you know, this it, it, it gets that much harder if there's another major injury for this team. And it's just, you know, the Penguins, they, they, just, they, can, almost, they can almost never get out of their way in terms of injuries. But still a, little, a lot more to get to for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Before we get to some other topics from tonight, you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why should you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more from the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business. You're doing yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. You can go explore their easy choose website today to find a solution to your auto part needs. You can go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car truck. And you can write locked on in your how to be in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, right below prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow this show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Uh, so let, let's get into some of the other stuff that happened tonight. Uh, you know, well, let, let's let's go into the officiating. You know, I, I'm not gonna you know complain like some of these mouth-breathing Rangers fans you hear at Madison Square Garden just being a bunch of idiots for the sake of it. Uh, that said, there, there were some questionable calls. I think both sides, uh, from a Penguins perspective, um, Jake Gensel's like bear hug when he went to the box in the third period after Ryan Lindgren literally tackled Evgeny Malkin. Somehow all three of those guys go to the box. I, I have no idea what Wes McCauley is doing there. And some people tell me that Wes McCauley is a good ref. Uh, he certainly did not prove it with that. That is for sure. I mean, Gensel literally came in, put his arms around someone. They sent him to the box for roughing. Evgeny Malkin goes to the box for roughing when he's tackled. And Ryan Lingren, of course, he goes to the box because he's being stupid. But it's just like you're, you're taking random players for the sake of it, and you're not even bothering to actually look at what happened you know, for the place. It's just like you know, officiating is just a total gong show at times. And there are – uh, multiple instances in this game, even outside the Jacob Trouba bad hit, which I don't like, you know, that the Rangers were getting away with stuff. And I thought the Penguins were getting away with stuff and they weren't calling it just because, you know, I, I don't know. They, they wanted to keep the game at 5v5 or something. Just really bad uh, officiating game. And, but, you know, that's that's part for the course of the playoffs. I'm not going to sit here and go on a 30-minute field like I'm sure some Rangers fans would want to do. Um, officiating stunk, that, that's that's playoff hockey. You know, they, they – they stink for every team. I don't want to hear people that say the Penguins get all the calls after what I saw tonight. Uh, that is for sure. Um, 
Let's get to Evgeny Malkin now. Mixed bag, you know, he set up the game. He set up the uh, game tying goal for at least a little bit late in the second period from Jake Gensel, his second one of the night. Then the third period, he just has uh, a total brain dead moment. Puts the Rangers back on the power play with 7:22 left, and it's like, man, when you're trying to claw back into the game and force overtime and really, you know, get the Rangers sticks a bit tighter, you can't be taking those kind of penalties. And you know, he he sometimes is an easy player to get his, you know, to get off his game. You know, it's been that way, you know, for the last little while. Um, and that was certainly the one that qualified, you know, he's, I think he's probably going to get fined for what he did for putting that stick up towards his face. He has to know better than that. I, I I'm tired of, of watching it. You know, it, you know, he got suspended late in the regular season for being stupid with his stick. And he's probably going to get fined for another similar situation with his stick. He has to know the game situation better. I'm tired of seeing him do this. He can't keep losing his cool like this, especially in an elimination game where you have a chance to eliminate a team in five games. Even, even when you're down a goal, it's just that cannot happen in that moment because you, you, the Rangers, they will gladly just kill two minutes off the clock, even if they don't score at, at the end of the day. That's just, that, that's a really bad penalty uh, for Gino to take. Also, I thought he had a couple of really eh, turnovers. Again, he had, he had some mix. It was a kind of a mixed bag. It was honestly that full chaos, Gino game had some nice plays with the puck takes a bad penalty also was kind of mad defensively at the time. And, you know, I'm glad Mike Sullivan decided to finally put him on the line with Jake Ensel and Brian Rust. Heck, honestly, if Evgeny Malkin is on that first shift when the Rangers get that when the Rangers get that goal, they probably don't even score it. I know Evgeny Malkin is not the best defensive player, but I would rather have him out there defending that play than the corpse of Jeff Carter. Uh, he was brutal tonight. I'll get to him in a little bit. Um, but... I still probably think the, the Rangers, I don't think they get back into the game there too. If Evgeny Malkin is on that line, that, that should have been an easy decision for uh, head coach Mike Sullivan to do that. Um, the fact that he didn't, you know, he's probably going to be kicking himself about it. Uh, I think he's going to have to be really careful about what he does with Carter. If, um, if Crosby is not able to go um, on Friday, now that's, that's the big thing here, you know, you know, and speaking of Carter, I'll just get right, right into it right now. He's a liability when he's not scoring goals. Yes, I understand. He had six goals in his last eight playoff games with the Penguins coming into this game. That's all great and dandy. He was great last year at the Penguins, was great for the first half of the regular season, and then he, he fell off a cliff. You know, you, 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 you cannot be getting top center minutes when Crosby goes out and you're getting walked by Jacob Truba. That is unacceptable in every single facet. And on the first goal, what happens? They got pinned for 45 to 50 seconds because the Rangers finally got some pressure going. And who was on the ice? Jeff freaking Carter. He is bleeding chances and goals every time he steps onto the ice. And again, yes, I understand he will score the occasional playoff goal for the Penguins, but I am not ready to see this for the next two years. You know, I was fine with the Carter extension at the time because he was actually playing well. His underlying numbers were good. After he signed it, he all he just went down a cliff. And it's gotten worse in the playoffs. Again, when he is not scoring that timely goal, he is not doing a thing at 5v5 power play penalty kill. I hate to, I hate when I I hated when I saw him come over the boards for the extra attacker. Um, he is just, he is such a liability 
uh, right now. It's just, it's not good. And, you know, again, you know, speaking of that Crosby Gensel rust line, they had almost 80% of the expected goals before Crosby went out. They had, they were, the Rangers were having no answer for that line. And it's just, it, it's really unfortunate that, again, you know, he, his, his night had to be cut short and the Penguins, you know, A, they couldn't win the game without him. And B, you know, they probably do win the game um, if he, you know, if he's able to stay in the lineup. Um, that's for sure. Um, that wraps up, I believe, the second segment of this episode of Locked on Penguins podcast. Coming up in the third segment, I will get into some other player performances that I noticed tonight. Um, you know, just maybe a little—I wish you do a small preview, maybe a small preview of Game Six, and I will have a small teaser about me potentially going up there um, for the, uh, that, that that last segment. But before we get to that, so. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. This is this is what it is like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. So if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do here. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. And yes, you heard me. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. You can make every day your birthday with Bilt's birthday cake puffs. Bilt has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and robed in 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. With 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, only 9 grams of sugar, this limited-time flavor is an amazing option if you are looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. All built puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy eating it. You can go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LRSCore Penguins. Uh, loved what I saw from Crystal Tank tonight. Again, another. Fabulous game, gets that second goal. Uh, chronicle that for uh, the, the distinct person on Penguins Twitter, who I am not going to name. Uh, he absolutely um, stinks, uh, to say the least. But um, just another strong game for him. You know, I know, you know, Mike Matheson's definitely had a bit of a chaotic series, but overall, both of them tonight I thought were pretty good. You know, they, they've gotten better these last couple of games. Um, I will say that. Um, I, I was totally fine with their performances. I thought John Marino looked good. Marcus Pedersen was fine. Um, honestly, the, you know, the whole, the whole, all six defensive skaters were perfectly fine tonight. I'm not really going to roast anyone um, on the defense. I will say this. The Penguins actually had a nice crack at that six on five at the end there, which is something I don't usually applaud because the Penguins are usually so terrible at six on fives. They had two or three really good scoring chances with the net empty before I think Lindgren had that five to three empty net goal. The only reason why it went in was because it ricocheted off of uh, Gensel and rolled into the net. But Rodriguez had a chance right at the door mouth. I believe it was deflected off a Ranger stick over the net. Uh, if, that, if, that, if that's not deflected, that's an easy goal. Um, I think uh, there's a play from Brian Russ from behind the net that almost went in Pasha Sturkin. Uh, I think there's another play from the point that they almost had. You know, the Penguins, they, they actually had some chances there without Sidney Crosby at the end to send that to overtime. I was really impressed with that six on five. Again, you know, the Penguins usually stink at those situations. So, you know, to see that, you know, I guess that's maybe a little of a nice thing going into game six. And, you know, speaking of game six, you know, the Penguins cannot let this series go back to New York. It will be bad vibes all around. You have to close this out on Friday. 
And yes, I know I've talked about going to a game in Pittsburgh for the first time since I started recording this podcast. I am very, very close to, I think, buying tickets for game six. I have to talk to my girlfriend. We were talking, she was mentioning it about the possibility of it today. You know, we obviously we just got a puppy about three to four weeks ago. Maybe we can bring him and can, you know, stay in our hotel and stuff. Um, I am very tempted to go to game six with the record I have right now. I think the last three game pens games I've been to, they've won before that they've lost um, two in a row. Um, and, you know, obviously they got to hope that Sidney Crosby is okay. That's the first and foremost biggest thing. And hopefully they can get back Tristan Jari. You know, it's, we're, it's all going to be up to, does he fully practice with the team on Thursday? If they have a practice session, you know, that's, that's going to be the big update there. Um, I would love if he's back in the net. That would be such a big boost. Ricard Raquel, he's getting close. I would have to think he's back for that game. No update on Brian Dumoulin. Um, the Penguins just need to stop losing bodies. And I know that's basically a foreign concept for the Penguins at this point because they, they've just been getting banged up all around um, at this point. It, it's just it, it's hilarious that um, – I shouldn't even say it's hilarious. It's just it's crazy that every single big game that they have, there's just another injury. Um, I'm honestly just kind of um, sick of it at this point. But, you know, there's just, you know, you got to you gotta forecheck the way you were forechecking those first 35 minutes. You got to take away the neutral zone. There was no space for the Rangers at all. That's one of the, again, that's probably the biggest thing the Penguins have to do if they want to close this series out in Pittsburgh. You got to give them no space. At the end of the day, you know, the, the Rangers had nothing those first 34 to 35 minutes because the Penguins were doing such a great job of coming out of their own zone and going from defense to offense really quickly and not giving the Rangers an opportunity to start their cycle in the Penguins' defensive zone. Right when Cindy Crosby goes out, that all goes out the window because there's different players on different lines. And, you know, they just, they, they couldn't adjust fast enough. And, you know, that all it takes was, a, all it took was a 50 to 55 second shift and boom, you know, the game is tied and all that jazz. So the Penguins, again, they have to come out with that same start, play like a nice, Road period, maybe get a goal or two, get in Shostorkin's head because obviously this game is going to be um, in Pittsburgh. I honestly did not even think Shostorkin looked that good tonight. They beat him three times. Um, if Crosby's in the lineup again, that's probably enough to win the game. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll be curious to see um, if the Penguins can close this out on Friday. As long as Louis Domingue is in the net, though, the series is not over. You know, I'll, I'll say that even honestly, even if Tristan Jari's in the net, you know. I, a 3-1 lead is always dangerous. You know, the Rangers definitely got some momentum from this win, and they're, they're going to be coming out with blood potentially in Pittsburgh to try to send this series back to Madison Square Garden for a uh, seventh and final game of this series. The Penguins, they, they can't let that happen. It'll be bad vibes all around um, if the Penguins lose that game on Friday. But, you know, not freaking out. It's, you know, um, my mood will definitely be, you know, swayed by the update with Sidney Crosby. I'm potentially going to be at that game. On Friday, if you are going to be there, just, you know, reach out to me. Let me know. You know, we can definitely, if I'm going, you know, I can definitely, you know, meet up with you people and all that stuff. I would love to, you know, meet some people that listen to the show. But, you know, we'll see. I have to talk to my girlfriend and see if she wants to spend the money for the tickets and stuff. You know, she was definitely open to it today. But, you know, we'll see on that front. So, I know it's a loss, but, you know, they still got another chance on, on Friday. It's going to be a raucous crowd at PPG, I'm sure. And, you know, we'll see if the Penguins can close it out for that game, to say the least. But. That'll do it for this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting the show during the playoffs. Let's see if they can close it out for a second time. Or I, I screwed that up, whatever. Let's see if they can close it out again on Friday. I'll talk to you all on Thursday.